This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes. It is August 20th. I'm John Dunn, and today... We're talking about award-winning life-saving. It's been nice to see it all come together and knowing that the state of Idaho is really working on a unified mission. That's right. We're going to Idaho. Now, before that, a reminder to please subscribe to the Best Friends Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. Apparently, you can listen to podcasts on like 5 million different platforms these days. So wherever you listen, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for those of you listening on Apple Podcasts, please think about dropping a rating and a review. It helps us grow the show. Go to bestfriends.org slash podcast. We've got the links to subscribe on the Best Friends Podcast website. Again, that's bestfriends.org slash podcast. And email. Got feedback for us, things you'd like to hear, maybe a guest, or you just want to brag about your community or your own pets. Always love getting those emails. The address podcast at bestfriends.org. That's podcast at bestfriends.org. Hello. That's Melissa Lapani. This week, she placed a call to Nadia Novik. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Melissa works as the Mountain West Regional Engagement Manager for the Best Friends Network. That means she works with shelters and rescue organizations in... Montana, Wyoming, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, and Idaho. Do you remember back in 2018 when you... No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I don't remember anything. No, you will remember this. I, okay. I know you will. Nadia works for the Idaho Humane Society, where she's the chief operating officer. She's also the president of the Idaho Shelter Coalition. Do you remember back in 2018 when you were like... Hey, I think we should like get a coalition going for Idaho. And you reached out and we chatted about it and you were like ready to just gung ho run with it. Yeah. About right. <laughs> Tracking data nationwide means we get to understand what's happening where and who's just killing it. Or I guess in our case, no killing it. Every year, there are communities that just go through these radical transformations. And in this case, it's not just one community, it's an entire state. I was telling you guys recently how much reduction in shelter death that Idaho has seen and that it was like remarkable. And I'm super happy to tell you that the Idaho Shelter Coalition is getting a collective impact award from Best Friends. in recognition of of that effort oh i'm so excited that's awesome thank you so much pretty cool right the idaho shelter coalition is one of several recipients of this year's best friends network partner awards these go to organizations and communities that have shown the most progress those who are doing so well that they deserve this recognition. And I should tell you right now, just so you're not freaked out, I recorded that little bit of me saying like, and you're getting an award. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah, I occasionally make my coworkers do silly stuff for the podcast. As an aside, once I convinced Melissa that it wasn't against the law to record someone without their permission, she agreed to do it. I am also very much not an attorney. I thought it might be a good idea though to actually talk to Nadia myself about the coalition and what they've done to save so many lives. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. 
So, Idaho. Hello, I'm an Idaho potato farmer. Okay, come on. I mean, I had to make at least one potato reference, right? But the truth is, other than silly cliches like potatoes, my knowledge of Idaho is pretty thin. I drove through once, seemed nice, but it's not Jacksonville, Atlanta, Austin, Salt Lake City, the communities that we hear about all the time when it comes to saving lives. Idaho just isn't somewhere that we hear about. I love everything animal sheltering and making things more efficient and all of us working together and and making it so that literally no animal is put to sleep that shouldn't be. That's Nadia Novik. When people are working together, we can do more. Coalitions are incredibly effective. So I want to take you through the journey of the creation of the Idaho Shelter Coalition because there's some great lessons to be learned about how to do this right. So Nadia, as I said earlier, is the COO at the Idaho Humane Society. We're an incredibly rural state. So besides Boise, even Coeur d'Alene is not a huge city. We are rural and we are hard to get to. So that is incredibly appealing to someone like me who loves to be outdoors, loves to be in nature. However, it makes it tough to go visit even parts of the state because we're all so far away from each other. So we're a large, large state. She's definitely right about that. Idaho is the 14th biggest state in terms of size, but comes in at 39th in terms of population. So there are a lot of wide open spaces. From the southern part of Idaho to the northern, it's a good 10 to 11 hour drive, depending on how fast you go. If you're a New Yorker like me, it's probably 10 hours. That geographic disconnectedness makes it difficult to, well, connect. My friend who is the executive director at McPaws in McCall, Idaho, you know, we would talk and we would say, gosh, we're having a hard time with how many cats we're getting surrendered. Or gosh, we really need some dogs. Like where are the dogs? Or even things like, how are people getting veterinary services to their rural communities? We had no idea. And I didn't have a single connection in any shelter north of McCall. So Nadia, this New Yorker with the lead foot, realized what she needed to do. We were going to do a road trip. We were going to do a road trip and we were going to go explore the state and meet people from different shelters all over the state. Between Amber and I, we just cold called some shelters and asked if we could come visit. We ended up doing it in two different trips. Our first trip, we went north. Now that's up into the panhandle of Idaho, where they met with Mandy Evans of the Panhandle Humane Society. And just asked, you know, what are your issues up here? Like, what's going on? Who do you work with? What works well for you? And it was great because Mandy runs such an incredible organization and had really seen an evolution, had really seen an evolution of what was going on when she started to what was going on now and was completely transparent with us. And I thought, wow, that was amazing. Someone's willing to admit things aren't perfect all the time. In animal sheltering, we can be so protective of our mistakes. And I think it's a real mistake to do that because we have to learn from each other's mistakes. And I appreciated how honest and open Mandy was. And we came back and we were like, okay, so Things aren't perfect for her. They're not perfect for us. But none of us are talking about this. It's so strange. All right, now back into the car, off to eastern Idaho, the Idaho Falls Animal Shelter. Where we chatted with Danielle, and I had a bit of an opposite experience in that they had made such incredible progress, 
and were a, I had heard rumors about euthanasia numbers and how dirty the facility was. And I went there and Amber and I left and we were like, oh my God, they are doing an incredible job. So we came away from that thinking, wow, they did that all by themselves. If we were all working together, just think of how much change and how much good we could do. So that was it. Let's start a coalition. And this all happened, by the way, this was just 2018. I have to give Amber a ton of credit. She really motivated me to want to get moving on this coalition and and get it started. I've got to give credit and props to Melissa Lapani, who is our regional rep. She was incredible. I reached out to her and I said, so I'm thinking of doing a coalition. And she just jumped on it. She was like, yep, why don't we have a conference up in Sun Valley and we'll invite everyone. Everyone's invited. We're just going to talk about the Utah coalition, how that's worked, and then what the vision is for the Idaho Shelter Coalition. So at this summit in front of 12 organizations, she made the pitch. If you want to join, I've brought a memorandum of understanding. You can take it home. You can look it over. But I've outlined all my ideas in this presentation. And at the end of the day, every group had signed the memorandum of understanding. Nadia says she walked away from that excited, but also kind of like that oh, God, this is really happening feeling. What is the foundation of a coalition? Sure, it's the relationships, but there's very little point doing it if you don't know if it's working. Oh, again, I couldn't do this without the help of Melissa because she was very smart in saying, okay, we need to be able to compare apples to apples. We need to get everyone in the coalition to be entering data so that we can have access to the data and see what's going on around the state. That I thought was going to be our biggest hurdle. So you ask people to enter data into Shelter Animals Count, and then you say to them, oh, and I'm going to have access to all that data. Immediately, I had to make sure that people knew that data was safe, and I wasn't going to be turning it against them. And we as a governing committee weren't going to be looking at those numbers and saying, what the hell is that group doing? Like, they should not be part of the coalition. And to be honest, I just let people enter data for six months. I would do a little bit of an incentive where if you entered your data um, and kept it current for three months uh, without being delayed and entering the data, you had the potential of winning a cash prize. And so that was exciting because literally everyone entered their data and it was up to date um, and we were able to give out a prize. Who doesn't love money? Another important part of the coalition structure are the ground rules, the expectations. If you want to be part of this, this is what we need from you. We wanted to be really thoughtful about having groups join us. And we never say no to anyone. If you want to join, please do. But I do want to build a relationship with groups. And so it's really important that groups understand what they are joining and that they believe in the mission we do have a memorandum of understanding that states you can't say anything negative about other groups in the coalition or you'll be asked to leave. And that's really important to us because in the past, animal welfare has really had a reputation of sort of making each other feel bad about the work we're doing. It's as if we want to be euthanizing animals. No one wants to be euthanizing animals. I, I can guarantee that. But some organizations are put into a position where they have no resources and no other options. So this is very much a, you've joined this coalition to make things better. 
even if you're already no kill, you are going to make this better by working with other groups. To help with the communication, a simple Facebook group for coalition members allows for information sharing, posting animals in need, improving the coordination of life-saving efforts. Just little things like that that show support. Um, I do a quarterly newsletter where I just explain what's going on with the state. Some, a lot of times it's just, look what's going well for this group, or look what's what's you know, happened over here that you might not know about just to keep us all connected. And that peer-to-peer support, the mentorship, it's another big benefit of the coalition. Hey, you did this already. Tell me how it went. You're pretty close, actually. Can you come over and spend half a day with us? In return, we can help you with this. The bottom line, we're all better together. To have people that you can say, no, 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 you've got to hear the transformation that happened at this organization and use that as an example, it just helps. Because when you say words like best practice or the ideal is, so many organizations will come back to you and say, we can't do that. We're too small. We're too rural. We're t- you don't know Idaho. We can't do that in Idaho. But the benefit we now have as a coalition is we can say, no, we're doing this in Idaho. This is exactly what the model should be for you because it's working in communities that are just like you. And so that has been incredibly beneficial. One of Idaho's remaining struggles is around saving cats. It's not a unique issue. Nationally, roughly two-thirds of the animals killed in shelters are cats. To address that, the coalition has put another expectation out to groups. We really stand firmly that The majority of animals being transferred into your facility should be from within the state. Here at Idaho Humane, we transfer in so many animals because we're the fastest growing city in the state. However, we only transfer in cats from organizations within our state. So that's something we're really committed to, is helping the state become no-kill for cats making sure that cats over in Idaho Falls and Twin Falls and some of these communities that are struggling have the option of being saved before we're taking animals from other states. Implementing return to field programs, something we know is a game changer for cat life saving, is taking off in the potato state. Now, just kidding. Idaho is the gem state. I'm just seeing if you're still paying attention. But more organizations have either implemented return to field programs or are working towards it. From my perspective of the coalition, it's been really nice to see them pinpointing specific issues and then working as a state and the different directors of different shelters to combat a single issue. And so I know for the last two years, working with live outcome rates for cats in the state of Idaho has been a top priority, prioritizing return to field practices and and really boosting what our cat population looks like and creating the most humane solutions possible. And so the coalition has been a great guidance through that. That's Brittany Sundell, the Education and Development Coordinator for West Valley Humane Society. They've been able to get a return to field program off the ground. As of 2019, prior to the community cat program, our euthanasia rate of cats was about 50%. It was incredibly high. We had no options for feral cats. It was just incredibly disheartening, both for staff who were in shelter having to make those decisions, um, for the community members dropping off cats who didn't want them on their property, but didn't want to be involved in the process of trying to find other solutions for them. And the community cat program has been 
exponential. We um, have an 85% reduction in euthanasia just between September 2019 and today. West Valley Humane is a coalition member, and they're in Caldwell, Idaho. It is a pretty rural area, kind of in the outskirts of Boise, Idaho. It's not a suburb area. It's a kind of a mix of a rural farmland with a community hub that's growing pretty quickly. A sort of city feel, but it's still got a lot of country going on. So we had taken about 8,500 animals a year. And we're the second largest shelter in the state of Idaho. Um, we do have a, a pretty small facility uh, compared to some of our neighboring shelters, but we've been able to really make do with the space that we have. West Valley is a perfect example of how the coalition gives organizations the support they need. Because everyone is in more of a, an open forum, we've been able to have more open conversations. So um, when we were creating our community cat program in this past September, we were able to reach out and com communicate with people who are developing theirs currently or had just developed theirs and to model after learn from their mistakes, which has been really helpful because, you know, when you're trying something new, you never know how it's going to go, what the community outreach will be like, whether your neighboring towns will appreciate that or, or find it harmful. And so it's been really nice to learn from each other's mistakes. And I don't know that we would have had that opportunity without the coalition connections um, and being able to call Nadia or Amber, um, anyone who's in leadership of the coalition to be able to say, hey, who could I talk to about this specific issue and be connected with pretty quickly on ways to find solutions based on their personal experiences. And it's organizations like West Valley that have helped drive Idaho's reduction in shelter killing in 2019, that incredible 49.4% decrease. We, for the first time in our entire shelter history, hit the no-kill um, initiative at the start of 2020, which is excellent. And we um, have been floating around that 90% live outcome rate ever since, which is incredibly life-changing for us as an organization. Our staff is proud. There's a new morale that we didn't necessarily have before in our community, I think, is proud, too, to see like how far we've come in the humane options that we've been offering. West Valley now gets to play the role of mentor with return to field programs, the best kind of pay it forward in my book. Nadia says she wasn't so sure that Idaho was on track to get to no-kill by the year 2025, but that's all changed. And she hopes that your takeaway from this is that you get your coalition up and running. If we can do it in Idaho, and we can do it well in Idaho, I think other states are going to look at us and say, Idaho can do it, we can do it. Which please, like, I hope that is the takeaway because I wish every state as much success as we're having. I can tell that we are going to be friends. There are now 21 groups in the Idaho Shelter Coalition. She says the added data from those groups into Shelter Animals Count gives an even clearer picture about what needs to be done going forward. I go to bestfriends.org slash podcast. We've got amazing resources on the Best Friends Network partner website all about starting a coalition. The links are up. Again, Best Friends podcast website, bestfriends.org slash podcast. I'd like to thank the producers of the Best Friends podcast, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, and Mark Peralta. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends podcast.